This is the Real Talk University podcast, where your hosts, Andre and Christian, explore success stories outside of the classroom. What is going on, Real Talk fam? Super, super excited for today's episode of Real Talk University. We're bringing you a special guest who goes by the name John Lee Dumas. Um, You probably have heard of him if you're in the podcast or into um, entrepreneurship or anything along those lines. Um, For me personally, he was the first ever podcast that I've listened to. He's the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, which is one of the most continual top business podcasts on the planet. He just continues to pump out episodes every single day. I think he's over 2,000 episodes now, which is just, I can't even wrap my head around. So obviously he's an expert. He's a really cool dude. Um, so we really were appreciative of him taking the time to jump on our podcast and just give us a few pointers um, as we make our way towards our 50th episode, which is like literally nothing compared to his 2000 episodes. Um, but we're super excited to see where this journey takes us. And again, super appreciative that someone like JLD was able to take the time to join us and give us some of his top tips so we could maybe one day uh, bump him out of the rankings and go ahead of a friendly competition. But I I think you guys are going to get a lot out of this episode if you're looking for some quick actionable advice on how to start a podcast or really just how to start a brand um, or even just make the first steps towards your dream lifestyle. Um, So he was really cool. Uh, He shares a little bit about his story. Um, But today's a quick episode. So definitely, uh, you know, listen through to the whole thing and uh, let us know your feedback. And if you are tuning in, be sure to follow us on our new Instagram page at Real Talk Uni Podcast and uh, show us that you're listening on our story. We'll be sure to repost you on our page. Uh, So enjoy, guys. How's it going, Real Talk fam? I just wanted to jump in here real quick before we start this new episode of Real Talk University uh, with an offer that Christian and I have put together for you guys. Uh, basically, as a thank you for listening and tuning into all of our episodes and supporting us along the way so far. So, what we put together is the Podcast Blueprint ebook, which you'll have access to for free absolutely free. This is a downloadable PDF containing all the information, actionable steps, tips, resources, everything you need to launch your very own successful podcast in 30 days or less, exactly how Christian and I have done so. After reading our ebook, you'll be able to launch your own podcast today, book your dream guest for your interviews, and get ads and sponsors immediately. To claim your free copy today, visit the link at bit dot lee slash rtu ebook that's b-i-t dot that's a full stop l-y slash r-t-u ebook e-b-o-o-k get your free copy today before this offer expires all right should be good to go how's it going you know, Puerto Rico sun is shining, our birds are singing, life is good. That's dope. Tough We're in uh, upstate New York, rain is pouring, sun is nowhere to be found. Um, <laughs> you know, we all but... make choices, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it. My name is Andre. I'm here with Christian, my co-host, and this is Real Talk University, the podcast. Cool. Um, basically aim to educate our college-based audience with inspiring stories outside of the classroom. Which college? Uh, it's called Binghamton University. Again, Binghamton. in the middle of nowhere. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Perfect yeah. place to start a podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Where no one's no one's doing it. Um, so yeah, cool, you were I, have a, I have a hard stop in fifteen minutes, so let's crank yeah, on in, guys. Let's do it. So uh, Christian's gonna start yeah. off the question. So just to start out, like, how was your tour in the army? Did it change your perspective on how you looked at life once you came out? Totally changed my perspective, and I think you guys could probably resonate because I was twenty-two years old, senior in college, and just focused on fun and going out dancing, drinking, meeting girls, having fun, hanging with my buddies, and then graduate, boom, I'm an officer in the U.S. Army. Um, we had just had 9-11. So, I mean, that had just happened, and we knew that things were going to be real in the Army as well. So we went into immediate training. Like It was kind of like all fun, and, and just enjoyment and life was kind of put on hold for a minute while you know we were being deployed to Iraq where I spent a 13-month tour of duty. So the shift was, was intense going from very little responsibility to an incredible amount of responsibility, literally being responsible for the, the life of my soldiers, my 16 men in my platoon. So it really just instilled in me like the discipline, the focus, and the necessity to start taking life seriously for that moment in time. You know, there's been plenty of time since, since then that uh, – I don't take life seriously, which I think is important as well. But at that moment in time, that wasn't what was necessitated. So that was the person I had to become. And I did so. And I've been able to kind of go back there when I needed to into that space of discipline and focus and just doing whatever it takes to get the job done. So those, those are some things that definitely came out of that. Right. So kind of staying on the whole idea of the life track, like after that, you obviously went into corporate finance and real estate, as we found on your website when we were researching you. So did you enjoy your time there? Like, what did you take away from that? Everything that I've ever done, I've enjoyed certain things of it, and I really haven't enjoyed other things of it. And I think it's going to be pretty standard for most things you do in life. There's going to be pros and cons. And so when I kind of look back on it, I'm just like, what are the pros that I experienced throughout those different career paths and those different kind of false starts that I can kind of take going forward? So when I was working in corporate finance, there's a lot of things I loved. I loved how competitive it was. I loved how you know, we were really helping people improve their financial situation. I loved how, you know, we really kind of had this cohesive environment where, you know, we were a team, but at the same time, we were competing with each other to be the best in that team. Like, I kind of enjoyed that environment. But at the same time, I just knew I wasn't meant to sit in a cubicle, make phone calls all day, and kind of have a boss tell me what to do, even when I personally thought those things didn't make sense. Didn't mean they weren't right. I just personally didn't think they made sense. I personally didn't want to do them for any number of reasons. So I said, you know, how can I break out on my own and kind of be that person that's in control of my own destiny? And that's not for everybody. There's a lot of people that should be a number two, a number 47, a number 123. They should be an employee at a company because they thrive in those scenarios. I just didn't thrive in that scenario. So I knew I needed to break out. So again, pros and cons with everything that I've done from corporate finance to real estate you know, to starting a podcast, like all these things had different struggles, different challenges that I've had to kind of go back and rely upon when I faced different challenges, you know, in my day to day and my week to week. So definitely all the experience in the end, I look back at it was good experience. Um, and I try to like, just use that experience going forward. Definitely. So what were some of the cons early on with your podcast? Like what were some of the difficulties you ran into? Some of the cons that I ran into was just not being good. Um, that was definitely a struggle. Like I wasn't a natural interviewer. I had never done it before. So of course I wasn't good. Um, I wasn't a great host. I wasn't a great facilitator of an interview. I wasn't great at asking questions. 
Um, I wasn't great at responding to my guest answers either. So all these skills I had to learn. And that's why I love the fact that I did a daily podcast because I did one thing right. I put in the reps. Like everybody says, John, like how can I become as good of a podcaster or speaker or interviewer as you? I say, well, I promise you, if you do 2,000 interviews like I've done, you will be a great all of those things because that's what it takes. It takes putting in the reps. Tiger Woods, who just won the Masters, he was not a good golfer before he ever swung a golf club before. He had to become good through putting in the reps. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, you fill in the blank for anybody who's great at what they do. Tom Brady, you know, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. They have put in the reps, put in the reps. And anybody who thinks they're just going to be naturally good at something for the first time ever starting, like you're not, because it's just not something that, you know, we're born doing. We're not born interviewing people. We're not born taking basketball shots or swinging a golf club. These are all skills that are acquired through putting in the reps. Yeah. And Andre here's a huge Tiger Woods fan. So yesterday was very <laughs> special for uh, both Awesome. Of us. I'm, hey, I'm happy for him, man. Cause both you know, the guy's been through a lot, you know, he's know, been through a ton. We don't have to get into it now, obviously, yeah. but he's a great example of, Hey, just cause you're on top, it does not mean you're going to stay there. Like there's going to be things in life that throw you a curveball. And he was resilient. He's come back. Who knows where the future holds, but you know, he's an example of what happens when you keep at it. Yeah. And I like what you said about actually having the skills to conduct a podcast. Cause I feel like a lot of people focus on trying to scale it and get it out there. But like, if your content itself isn't like terrific, you're not going to be able to obviously. Well, let me double down on that because I actually just gave the opening keynote at PodFest in Orlando one month ago, a thousand people were there. It was an amazing conference. And I gave a talk. It was called the top four tactics in creating, uh, launching, growing and monetizing your podcast. So I know you guys are college students, so you can do the math. That was 16 different tactics I gave over my uh, keto presentation. And during the growth phase, the last thing I shared was, listen, don't focus on getting bigger. Focus on getting better. Because everybody comes to me and says, John, how do I get more listeners? How do I get more exposure? How do I get bigger and bigger and bigger? I go, I got to tell you something. Your podcast stinks you don't have a good podcast. So you can't get bigger because you could send a million people to your podcast and you'll have 1 million listens and you'll never have a million and one because nobody's going to come back and listen for a second time. Nobody's going to tell their friends or their family about it. You're just going to die in the wind. So how about instead of spending all your time, energy, and focus trying to like find ways to get more people to hear about your podcast, how about spending that time honing your craft, becoming better at what you do. So that when people do listen, they love it and they tell their friends, they become evangelists. That's how a podcast grows. Absolutely. And we just listened back to one of our first few episodes because we had a segment of like who we want to interview in the future. And Andre said he wanted Tiger Woods. So just <laughs> well, like, yeah. So we have, like, yeah, we still have a ton of room to grow, but I feel like at like since October, we've come so far and we're just continuing to try. And to by this coming October, you'll look back and you'll be like, dude, remember when we interviewed JLD? Like we were so bad back then. Not that you guys are, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, just, no, no. That's how it is. I can look back at myself a year ago and I'm like, ooh, like I've really come a long way in the past like 300 episodes. And that was like after I've already done 1800 of them. So we always continue to evolve. Yeah, so staying on this topic real quick, like obviously you've done a lot of big interviews with like huge influencers. So like, have you ever felt like at a time where you look back and you weren't as good as you are now, like you kind of wasted an opportunity or how do you look at that? 
I don't look at any opportunity as wasted. I definitely think that I could have been better in that moment in time for sure. I could, inter I interviewed Tony Robbins last week. I could have been better in that interview. I mean, who knows? Like I know a year from now, I'm like, Ooh, I wish I had that opportunity again because I would have done X, Y, and Z. Like all I can do is do the best I can at that moment. And that's what I think every single person should focus on. So like, don't wait for that opportunity. Like don't, if, if you have an opportunity to interview Tony Robbins or Tiger Woods, like, don't just be like, you know what, we'll come back to you like a year when I'm better. No, do it now, do it to the best of your ability, learn from it, and then come back bigger and better next time. That was my third time interviewing Tony Robbins. I, I've done it every time I've gotten the chance and I'll continue to do so. So that's the focus. That's the key. Yeah, I listened, right. I listened to the one, I think your first interview with him, and that was like where I actually first started to listen to podcasts and where I first started to, you know, hear your show. Um, so I also wanted to ask you, like, what was your favorite interview you've ever done? Like, it's probably hard for you to nail down, but I was just wondering, like, the most fun or most memorable? Yeah, you know, I'd say the most memorable, I'll go with that first, is when I interviewed Gene Simmons from KISS. Um, definitely before your time, and he's even before my time as well, but like back in the 80s, he was just like one of the, the, the biggest rock stars ever. Like they sold 100 million records. You know, everybody, you know, that was like of age in those years knew of KISS. They were like the biggest band. And I was like, you know, it'd be pretty cool and interesting to interview G, uh, Gene Simmons, you know, of KISS. And, and that was pretty memorable, just kind of talking to a guy of that experience and just like how well known he was. So that was pretty memorable. I'd say um, for the most fun, um, I actually did an interview pretty recently with a guy named Dan Locke and he flipped the tables and he actually pretended to be me pitching Podcasters Paradise, my podcasting community to a prospective client, which I was playing in the interview, the prospective client. And it was just kind of fun, like, cause I was trying to throw up roadblocks and reasons why um, I'm not going to buy Podcasters Paradise and just kind of seeing how he was handling them and kind of cutting them down was really fascinating. And, and, and I got a lot out of it and I was just having fun doing it. Yeah, that's awesome. We've recently incorporated, like at the end of every episode, we ask each guest to, like if they have any questions for us to see what they want to know about us. So we try to get that out there too. Smart. Uh, who was like the most, like, who did you land to get on the show that made you most shocked to actually realize that you get to have a chance to sit down with them? I say it would be Tim Ferriss because, you know, that was really early on and I was just a huge fan of Tim back in 2012, which is when I launched a podcast because of four hour work week and some other things that he had done. And it was just kind of surreal to know that I was going to be having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody that's, you know, I had a conversation um, that I had never had a conversation with before, but who I admire to a great level through his work, through his content that he had created. Because again, like this kind of stuff right now is not super abnormal. But back in 2012, like you didn't just get on a Zoom call or a Skype call with just random people. Like it just didn't happen that much. Podcasts and interviewing in general wasn't really that out there. It was pretty new and cutting edge. Um, so it was just kind of a really interesting experience to kind of be having those type of conversations where people don't think twice about it now. So that would probably be the one that I would, uh, I'd look back at. That's awesome. So basically our audience is college based. So they have a lot of entrepreneurial spirits and we just want to give them like actionable advice. So from your standpoint, like what is something you're seeing now that would be good to take upon for them to like get experience in the business world other, or even if it is starting a podcast. So, so many people are trying in this world to just be broad because that's the attitude that people have is like, let me just do something that's kind of vague and broad. Like, let me do something in the health and wellness space. Let me do something in the business space. Um, and the problem with that is 
the competition is fierce and so many other people are doing it and so many new people are joining that broad, vague world every single day. The advice I would give to college students, or, or, and this honestly goes for almost any entrepreneur, is micro-niching is going to win, meaning you don't just want to do a podcast on health and wellness or, or any concept, not even a podcast, just any concept. Well, let's just use a podcast for an example. You don't want to do a podcast on health and wellness. You don't just want to do a podcast just on, on nutrition. You don't just want to do a podcast on fasting. You see how I'm niching down from health to nutrition to fasting. No, your podcast should be, this is the best three-day water fast that you can do. Like that should be your podcast. Because guess what? As soon as you launch that podcast, you'll be the number one and best podcast on that micro niche because you'll be the only one. And you're going to, because of that, you're going to be um, building an audience around that, a small audience. But guess what? It's impossible to build a big audience with a broad topic anyway. So you're going to lose up there. So you might as well start somewhere with something. And by the way, when I niche down, like I don't want everybody to go out and start a three-day water fasting podcast right now. I, you, know, you need to be niching down by using this combination of sitting down and figuring out, hey, what are a list of things that I'm passionate about, that I'm curious about, that I'm excited about? But then also, and this is where most people fail, is what are things that I'm an expert in or I have skills in or I'm going to acquire knowledge on? And then when I can meld those two things together, where I'm both excited, passionate, and both you know, skillful and knowledgeable to add value to the world, that in the middle is what I call the zone of fire. Then you take that zone of fire and that's when you niche down into a micro niche, start and get your momentum. And guess what? A year from now, that little micro podcast might have had a really good, uh, really good following. And now you can start to broaden back out into something more meaningful. I mean, into something more broad as you're kind of taking your audience with you because you've built that audience at this point. So it's all about finding your zone of fire, because if you're not excited about it, you're not going to wake up every single day and do it. If you're not knowledgeable or have skills or have value to add about it, then nobody's going to care because it's not helping and improving their lives. So you have to find the combination of both of those things, micro niche down within that, and then go. Like the days of launching amazon.com, those are over. Jeff Bezos did that like in 1996. It's 2019 and beyond right now. Like start micro and get a fan base, get a follower base, understand, you know, make some mistakes down there, learn some things. And then as you get momentum, then you broaden out. Awesome. That was great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Great well, advice. we're running over your time, so I think we'll end it on that. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, appreciate the time and everything you're doing. So, well, listen, guys, keep up the heat. Go Binghamton. What's your mascot? Bearcats. Bearcats. Go Binghamton Bearcats. Make it happen and I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hey guys, show some love for the Real Talk University podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on the Apple Podcast app. See you all next week.